Hi, TLDR. If you're short on time and want to hear some of food futurologist Dr. Morgan Gay's trend insights, then here are seven minutes of sound bites. If you do have the time, you're on a run, a cycle, a drive, do check out the full episode. It is shorter than normal at 42 minutes. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying the show, please follow us, like us on your favorite podcast player or subscribe on YouTube as it really does help us grow our audience. Now over to Morgan. So the title of my talk was Trend to Table. It's about why we eat what we eat. And that's the book. And what I talked about was I encapsulated some of that, but I also, because it's a trend briefing, I call it a trend briefing, one hour about what the future looks like. And so for me, what I show is all of the the things that feed into our behaviours, our aspirations, our social social value system, that food indicates that. And so I have to show that whole landscape, interiors, design, fashion, trends, belief, ecology, economy, all of that, and then kind of distill that and try and show some examples as a mood, I suppose, like a mood board in a way, because you can't, I can't show someone, I can't paint the exact picture of seven years in advance. But what I can do is show the feeling of it through images. So that's what I do. Since COVID, before that, never looked back to look forward. But because our whole cultural landscape changed in 2020, I now do just show a little bit of, this is what happened in the last 200 years. And I mean, that's one slide. This is what happened in the last 200 years to get us to COVID. These are the changes. This is where we're going because of COVID. And show that our aspirations have changed, our relationships and our values have changed. And so because of that, this is the why. So what does this mean? And ask the questions that we're now asking were things we weren't asking before 2020, such as, what does it mean to be human? What's my value? I've got too much stuff. What happens if I have to start paying people to take my stuff away? What happens if stores can't sell you more stuff? Oh my God, now if you've got too much stuff and suddenly stores can't sell you stuff and you have to pay someone to take your stuff, what's the commodity that people are trading? What's our value? What do we do if all the jobs go to automation? So underpinning all of it is basically what does it mean to be human? How do these, how does this new value system affect the commodity that used to be our value system, which perhaps was having a time of having money, having a job, having a better job. It's gone into knowledge and it's gone into kindness and comfort over competition. So now we're looking at a very different landscape for brands, for people, for everyone. What uh, 3D printing does is that it puts space into in between the food item. And what that does is that it means that Companies can use less commodity, but make it beautiful. It works great for waste, so you can have leftovers, put them in a 3D printer and create something that looks like a Michelin-star gourmet sculpture. But it's actually not that much food, but the mouth only recognises what's touching the outside edge. So if you think about like a lifesaver or a polo, the hole in the middle, we don't, we haven't got an awareness of that in the set, like there's a bit of food missing because it's the edges that touch our mouth. So it's the same with 3D printed food. We can create beautiful sculptural foods. But what one of the things that I gave an example of was a box of chocolates. They're all cubes and there's nine chocolates. They're all just chocolate. 
same ingredients, exactly the same, all cubes, so all the outside corners touch the mouth, but the texture within it, can you can have a lot of air in that, a lot of space in that, and texture is the thing that defines what we like or don't like. So when we look at that box of chocolate, just the image, people gravitate towards a shape. So I think that's the, you know, that's what air has done. But to go forward with that, now the biggest race in Silicon Valley, one of the biggest races, is to create air protein that's viable for everyone. And air protein cleans the CO2 tick, can be, can, you can be, order, you can order 300 tons of air protein and within two hours they can deliver it. They take the CO2, they add microbes, a couple of other clever things. And what it looks like is the raw ingredient of something you could then turn into chicken, beef, fish, whatever. And it, it's like a, mal- a malleable protein. It can be anything you want it to be. Basically, what's advertised on TV or what you're going out to eat, that's entertainment. Don't think of it as nourishment because it's not. It's, that's entertainment. Nourishment is what your ancestors were eating. It's get in the ground, dig it up, cook it yourself or not. That's, the, that's food. And everything else, I mean, you know, we're all eating it, but it's good for us to know that all of that stuff is, you know, it's goodish, but it's not, not the real deal. I work with all the biggest food brands. You know, it's business. They're being trying to be as conscious as possible when the consumer's demanding it. But, and it's also very diff- difficult for the consumer to really understand. It's why I've written my book, basically saying, look, this is this, just so you know, make some choices. You know, if you know, it, it's just not as bad as it's like, look, I know it's not good for me, I'm having it anyway. But the worst thing is when you think, this is doing me good, I'm having it every day, and it's rubbish. Yeah, so the dirty dozen is it, it exists in every country in the world pretty much you can look online the dirty dozen are the 12 most chemically sprayed crops selling this year so and the clean 15 are the least chemically sprayed crops so if you're not eating organic or can't afford to eat organic or for whatever reason can't get organic the clean 15 is the conventional crops that are not that don't have any organic standard, but they are, they're not particularly sprayed. So if you, you know, you can afford to, if you have to make a choice, you can afford to not buy. So like avocados actually are one of those clean 15 in most countries. In the dirty dozen, typically it tends to be as it, it's strawberries here and stone fruit and kale. apples and lettuce or kale or, yeah. So that tends to be in most of the dirty dozen. They're the most chemically sprayed heavy toxin crops. I'm always positive about the future because I, I think the thing that we meet, make the mistake of, we tend to look back with rose-tinted glasses and think, oh, wasn't it great? Yeah, because you were oblivious. So it didn't feel like we were in a critical time, not because we weren't. You know, when people think about 30 years ago, it was already critical, but we were just bobbing along, didn't really care. So I think that in terms of health and food, we're understanding the gut microbiome, our DNA. We're understanding the effect of food on us individually and how that will affect us. And I think that will increase and we'll get more information on that. And we'll have more technology to enable us to do, to eat cleaner, better for us personally. So, so I think that knowledge is becoming more available to us just on a basic, um, basic level. 
I, I, and so I think that's really exciting that we, we are now taking charge of our own health. We've outsourced our health for a long time saying, give me the magic bullet, fix me until then I'm going to eat crap and everything's fine. And we've, but we've kind of believed, we've believed that the food brands have our interests at heart, that the drug companies are looking after us. And I think that that's shifting and we're now saying we need to take responsibility. Okay, that's all for now, folks. Now, here's my ask of you. Please follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever player you use. Also, please subscribe to our new Random Collisions newsletter. We really are working to build a global community of action takers, action engines of people that really care about the problems that need solving. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.